we're live. We're back. Again. Hey, everybody. <laughs> back at it again. Once a week, you know, we're getting this uh, this nailed down, I think. It's pretty consistent, if you ask me. I mean, it's probably one of the most consistent things I do. Yeah. Um, besides sleep. Besides go to work, go to work, go to work, go to work. True, true, true. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Hanging On For Dear Life. My name is Chris. And I'm Daniel. And we're back. Baby. How's your week been, man? It's been good, man. Uh, it's been a pretty uh, pretty easy week at work so far. Um, I get paid to play Magic the Gathering with kids mm. and, you know, sports with them. I can't really, I can't complain the whole I lot. I mean, you could, but nobody would care. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they'd probably be like, what the you fuck would you care. Do? I mean, I'd pretend to care because I'm a good <laughs> friend, but in my mind, also as a good friend, I'd say, listen, dude, <laughs> quit your bitching. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it's Tuesday, you know? Today's Tuesday, and uh, for those of you that weren't here last week, uh, first of all, shame on you. Go watch last week's episode. Yeah, turn this one off yep. and go watch the last episode. Correct. Um, but this today we're going over AFC teams in the NFL because the NFL season is fast approaching. Dude, the first game's Thursday. Yeah. And your, it's a Raider game. Your Raiders play on Thursday. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That was no. a pleasant surprise when I saw that. Yeah, man. The yeah. Hall of Fame game. I mean, it, it's usually the most like lackluster game of the year, but who cares? It's football. I mean, especially because I have the Jaguars. But yeah. But that's a different situation. But any hoozle. <laughs> um, for those of you who weren't here last week, just kind of run down what we're going to be doing. Uh, Chris and I are going to run down through the AFC teams uh, by division. We're going to pick our division winners, our second place team, and then we'll let you know where the three and four end up. Um, we'll talk a little bit about who we think makes it in the playoffs, I believe, out of all those you know, divisions and then at the end we'll talk about best player by position uh positions that we're going to do is quarterback receiver running back and defense as a whole i think that kind of covers it right does kind of cover it cool and then whatever the shenanigans we get into which is always a lot um all right so let's let's get right into it i mean look this is the most challenging ranking i think we've done since since we stick you know kind of picked up on this theme in the podcast yeah. right like you know, we talk about the characters and Marvel. I mean, we spent a lot of time there. And, you know, and the, even in the NFC, I think that there was, like, some clear, decisive, like, this is what's going to happen or yeah. this is really the direction in which it should go. And, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I definitely didn't find it that easy when I was looking at the AFC. No, last night I was I was going through it and I was kind of doing my, my little Google researches and looking at rosters and seeing, like, who's playing where, who's coaching right now. And it's tough, man. Like the AFC as a whole is loaded. There's one. Div- there's one division in particular that has four like really strong teams in it, and I, and I feel like one or two of them is going to end up getting beaten up on, and that's going to suck for them because it's a good roster. Um, and then the other three divisions at least had two teams that could compete, at least two. And if it wasn't three, it wasn't you know up to three of them. Yeah. So it, it's it's it, it's wild. It's going to be a really crazy time in the AFC, but I think that's what is going to make the AFC just so much fun to watch this season. It's going to yeah. be really, really tough to figure out who comes out of where. Who comes out of where? Um, <laughs> I, I think that, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm un, I, I don't know how I'm going to say this, but I'm very excited about this football season. Yeah. It's going to be a good uh, one. Probably more than I'm more excited about this football season than I have in a long time. Um, so I'm, it's going to be exciting. Not, not only because I'm a Raider fan, it's yeah. a good time to be a Raider fan, but I think that there's just time to actually enjoy the games. I'm actually going to a Raider game in October. Yeah. Well, it's going to be cool. I think it's also easier to enjoy this upcoming season because one of the things that can make a team really boring to watch or like a game boring to watch if there's no like talent at the quarterback position, right? And yeah. I think right now we're the most quarterback deep ever that we've ever seen in the league, right? And, like, obviously there was the glory days of when you had, like, Manning, Brady, Breeze, Rodgers at the height of their powers doing their thing. But, like, you had those four, and there's a really big drop-off. I don't think the drop-off anymore is a steep. I think that the top ten guys are all really inner shuffle. You can shuffle them all around kind of however you want to. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it gets it, – it really does come down to which guys can perform in the clutch, which guys can use their talent around them the best, and which coaching staff can really develop the right game plan. So I think I think, like – because of that depth of QB talent, we're seeing a really competitive league that's making it a lot more fun to watch each week. Yeah, I think that I agree with you. I think that the, probably the top 10 quarterbacks are very um, all equally talented and on any given Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would argue that after that top 10, there is a significant drop-off, 
right? I think that there's a, there's a f- two or three guys maybe that like are kind of on that that back end, but outside yeah. of that, I think that we're we're seeing a lot of quarterbacks in new places. Yeah. Um, which doesn't necessarily mean they're not going to perform, right? But also like some of those quarterbacks weren't the best performers anyways. Sure. So now being in a new system with a new coach, uh, there's always, you know, speed bumps along the way. Mm-hmm. But I I do think that there are some court there are some interesting decisions from teams across the league. Yep. At that position specifically, um, you know, I mean, look at the Seahawks, right? Like why, like they, there was a lot of options out there mm-hmm. and they, they chose to go the direction they did. Right. I can't speak as to why, but like, I think that's, that's one of those significant drop-offs, right? And I think there was enough talent oh. in the quarterback position yeah. to have every team and, 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 it, and it be, you know, well matched. But I think after you get outside of that top, I mean, 12, yeah. you're looking at like a pretty significant drop-off in terms of like what you consider all the fundamentals of that sure. one of those quarterbacks in that league, which makes them fun to watch. I agree. No, I, I agree with you. I think I think you're right. I think the top I think the top five are probably in their own stratosphere, but there's not a huge drop off between Correct. like you know the number five to the number ten or eleven guy. Yeah. And then you got like that weird like twelve to like fifteen spot where it's it's all relatively at least yeah. close to that top tier, and then after fifteen it just it, that's where it takes that big dive of a lot of mystery and you don't really know what guys are gonna do or how they're gonna perform. But again, even going as deep as fifteen solid quarterbacks like that's. That's some deep quarterback yeah. play. So it's, it's, it's actually good. made me think about um, there's this trend on TikTok right now where you take like the top ten and it's like yep. the filter and you click uh-huh. it and you have to rank. Th- wow, that was a dog fart. I don't, you guys fart. probably didn't hear that, but his his dog just dropped one. <laughs> this is what it sounded like. Um, <laughs> but I think that would be a fun. Kai gets up and leaves. She's like, oh shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do think that that would be a fun thing for us to do. And mm-hmm. fuck, maybe we do it after this. We'll see. Um, Cool. Well, let's let's get into it. You know, we're about you know few, ten minutes in here. Let's, let's do it. dive into. Do you want wh- which division you want to start with? I think there's t- one division that's a little more clear than the other three, and I would say it's the AFC South. I think that one's the most clear of the four. Really? I think it's the most clear. In terms okay. of in terms of all four positionings, not not just the top. I think the AFC East is the easiest in terms of like who's at the top of that division. Yeah. But the next two can get kind of murky. But okay. I think the AFC South is the most clear cut in my book. Okay. So do you want to lead off? Or you want me to lead off? Go ahead. Okay. So who I have winning the division is I have the Colts winning. I think that as a roster, it's it's too well rounded as a team um, to not be number one. And then I have the Titans at two. Okay. That that's. My selection. Yeah, we're in the same boat. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I, I actually put Tennessee first, and then I was like, wait a minute. Like, they got Matt Ryan. They made mm-hmm. a lot of moves offensively. They got Ngakwe. They got yeah. Stephon Gilmore. Like, they loaded. They loaded yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, in terms of, like, and that defense is already nasty last year. Like, that was the reason they were where they were. And the running game with, with Taylor yeah. and that offensive line just being a bunch of bulldozers. I'm so extremely excited to watch Matt Ryan play. In a position, in a place where, I mean, it's so funny. I was uh, talking to Nick about this, and he watches a lot of the Pat McAfee show, and um, they call Matt Ryan the Navy SEAL. Yeah. Um, and I, I just love that analogy, and I think it's such a cool idea because, dude, this dude's been beat the fuck up, but he performs. He's there. He's never like, again, knock on wood, but like, even when Matt Ryan was getting his sh- dick knocked in the dirt, day in and day out, Sunday after Sunday, did he miss any games? Nope. He's missed two games his entire career. Man, I got the it was it was his second season. He rolled his ankle against the Cowboys, had like an ankle sprain, and he was supposed to be out for six weeks. This two weeks came back in and played. And guy's a dog. And for everyone that knows him, this everyone who watches this, I'm a huge Falcons fan. So seeing Matt Ryan leave this season was a bit painful for me. But I will say that I was happy that the franchise did him justice and sent him to a legit contender. Like they sent they sent him to a team that actually just they needed somebody at quarterback who wasn't going to go and turn the ball over four times a game, and they could win ball games. Here's the thing. I'm not going to give that credit to the, the Falcons. I'm going to give that credit to the Colts front office. Oh, huge they went time. out and got huge. Him, well, right? They not really. Like, they gave a third round pick. They gave up nothing. Yeah, but <laughs> nobody else was giving anything, which is crazy. It right? Was That's wild what I, to me. Insane, right? So, like, again, they they did they did the smart business move. Yeah. But again, nobody else was lining up outside of the Falcons' fucking compound, knocking on the door and saying, "Hey, we want Matt Ryan." Well, it's funny too. Like the the whole Colts organization seems so pumped to have him. Like Frank Reich is like out of his mind excited. Dude, Pat like, McAfee's losing. His oh, mind. I know. God, man, <laughs> yeah. fucking love that guy. Just in case Pat McAfee ever hears the show, like, dude, I love your shit. Like, you're, he's so funny. But anyways, not to get too derailed, I guess. Yeah. But like, yeah. So Colts, Titans, um, and then I go Jags, Texans. Is is my full list out? 
just because I think the Jags have more talent than the sure. Texans, but I think the Texans have the most interesting quarterback prospect in David Mills. Well, look. He, he's got my attention. I think he balled out on a crappy roster, and I think he's still got a crappy roster. If he balls out again, then he, you build around that man. Yeah. Like, you build a team. Here's the thing. I'm not sold on tre- the Trevor Lawrence train just yet. Oh, I'm not either. I, I don't I'm have the for wig. Sure not sold. I'm not like I'm thinking about this, and you know, in most of his big games, like you look at his college big games. I mean, he mm-hmm. had a lackluster performance. Yeah, right. Like you compare him to the guy he played, Justin Fields, in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. You're like, like Justin Fields pulled a hamstring and showed up right and balled out, and I'm like, yep. like he was like, look, this game's important. I gotta win. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He, he, he didn't, you know, uh, why Trevor Lawrence didn't like perform poorly, Yeah. but like he wasn't the guy, right? No, well, like, he didn't steal the night. And I think that like at that place, at that position, you know, holding the stature in what you do, you got to steal the night. Yep. Right. Like, I mean, look at Joey Burrow when he went to the ship, man. He it's like, ran amok. Like, like he, he ran that game. Dude. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. Right. Like. And so again, I just I'm not sold on him. I don't think he's gonna be he, he could be a very like mid tier quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we haven't seen him with the, the talent, with the sure. protection, things like that. He was on a poorly coached team, which is kind of a bummer, right? I'm a big fan of Urban Meyer, but what he did in the NFL was just like Trash. not great. Um, one of my favorite books is Above the Line by yeah. Urban Meyer and um he didn't live above the line when he when no. he was when he was in the NFL. No. Urban, if you're listening to this, my guy, go back and read your book. Well, I think, and again, I, I'll agree with you, right? I think Lawrence has all of the physical abilities to be a great quarterback. Talent wise, he's off the charts. But upstairs, even in college, like even watching regular games, he was always a half a read and a half a step short or slow, and he was always a little, just a little behind the play. But he had enough cannon in his arm to get the ball there, right? Like he had, he had enough, yeah. exactly. He had enough juice to get past the college defenders. But now that you're in the pros and every guy that gave you issues in college is now all 11 guys on that defense. Yeah. You don't get to make those mistakes anymore. So let me ask you this. This is a, it's interesting that you brought this up. Why do you think that is right? Do you think it's actually a lack of knowledge or do you think it's actually a lack of like intelligence or do you think there's something else there? It's always a tough question to ask, right? Because you, you never know. You never know what, what the deal is, right? Like, do they not study enough film? Or okay. do they really just, like, they're, like, mentally they just don't have the capacity to read it that fast? Like, okay. you know, because like, I think that's a gift in itself, right? Yeah. Like, if you look at a guy like, like Drew Brees is a great example. He should have never been good in the NFL. If you look at, like, his physical tools, his stature, weight, everything. Yeah. By the book, textbook should have been a bench warmer his whole career and had one of the most prolific passing careers we've ever seen in the NFL – and it's because word, he way, was prolific. Yeah, thank plus you. Plus ten for Vogue. Thank you. And 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 he was so accurate, read the field so well, and was prepared every Sunday. Whereas if you're a guy like Lawrence, you're so physically talented. On any given Sunday, you could just be lights on that day and and destroy most people because you're just that good. But like, I don't know. So it's it could be to answer your question in a super roundabout way. It could have been he doesn't watch enough film, or it could be he just can't process that fast. Maybe he doesn't have the mental aptitude to do it. Have you listened to him speak? I've heard him talk in a couple interviews, and I'm not overly impressed. Okay. But I'm not overly disappointed, right, the way he speaks. So my take on it is from the time that he entered high school, he's been the guy. Yep. Right? Everybody's, like, rolling out the red carpet. And when you have that type of treatment, especially when you're a young kid, I mean – you're like, cool, I don't need to do anything. I just fucking show up and the red carpet's there. Yep. Right? And, I, and I'm and i not saying that, like, that is necessarily the case, but my guess is, is he's never needed to work hard. True. Right? The red carpet's always been rolled out for him. Like, think about all of his steps, right? I mean, he was a prolific athlete, high school, to what, college. He didn't lose a game, right, until yeah. that national championship game. Yeah, I was like, yeah. It was something four, ridiculous. Four years of high school undefeated. He was a year or two years defeat, undefeated in college till the national title game. Yeah, again, like I said, I don't, I don't know the specifics on that, but I'm like, dude, like, I mean, you look at that and you look at his, his path and you, you really got to think like, look, he had a lot of things handed to him. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, I think that a lot of his coaches, his, his, the people that played an important life in his important role in his life really did him a disservice. Sure. Um, so now it's like he's going to have a point where he has to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Right, because he's got the tools. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's dumb. Like, I don't think he's not. I don't think he's. I don't think he's an idiot. But yeah. I do think he's been spoon fed everything. Never been pushed. Now he's on a fucking terrible team. 
Yep. With terrible weapons and had a poor coach last year. And a bad rookie season. Overall, he had bad What's numbers. What's he going to do? <laughs> yeah. Right? It's up to him. Correct. What is he doing in this offseason? I think, are you going to say, hey, look, I need to get better? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to say, hey, it's the people around me? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's right. It's like, it's that, are you going to step up and be a leader and take ownership for what went wrong? Yeah. Or are you going to pass off the blame? So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, again, not to bring it back to my boy, Matty Ice, but we're in that division, so it works. But even when, when the Falcons lost that Super Bowl, he didn't blame his coaches. Nope. He didn't blame his O-line. He didn't blame the running back. He blamed nobody else but himself. Should have blamed the coaches. He, he <laughs> should have for 100%. No. <laughs> he had every pass to blame the coaches, blame the defense for giving up 25 fucking points and a half. Like, he had every reason to blame anybody else. And he said, no, I have to play better. And it's like, bro, you had three tutties and almost 300 yards. What else do you like, – you know what I mean? Like, what else could he possibly do? And it's like – but he still sat there and said, no, it's my team, my fault. And like, I think, again, like, that's leadership, right? Or if you watch a Tom Brady or if you watch Aaron Rodgers or if you watch – and it wouldn't be Aaron Rodgers, but if you, if you watch other great players, they sit there and go, no, it's my fault. Yeah. I should have done better. You know, I should have done more for my roster or for my team, my coaches to win. And so – I think if Lawrence takes that step, he could that step he could be deadly, but I just I don't see it necessarily. But obviously, I don't see anything behind closed doors, right? So, anywho, it'll be interesting to see. All right, I, yeah. So we agreed on the AFC South, which is you know weird. We never agreed. I know on all the way, like all we were all the way aligned. Normally, yeah. there's one or two that are. Well, I I don't know that I necessarily think the the Jags will finish third because of the Trevor Lawrence star. That's why I was mm-hmm. like, if he if, if again the coaching's different. There's a lot of changes that were made. Sure. And because of those changes and uh, my disbelief in trevor lawrence i would have put them at four okay that's um, fair because i think the texans are a better coach team mm-hmm. and i think they have a guy that understands like hey like i'm not necessarily i'm not meant to be the best i gotta work to be the best yeah uh cool let's jump into the next division so do you want to run through the afc east then sure cool so afc east um i've got the bills at one i think that shocks absolutely nobody <laughs> <laughs> that roster is just fucking loaded um so just, uh, it's just a loaded roster to get to the AFC Championship game. Oh, my God. The, a- the AFC is just a gauntlet. I know we already said it, but it's just it's going to be so wild to see who comes out of there. Um, then number two, I have the Patriots. Okay. I think just on coaching alone and retention of most of their roster, I think they'll be back. Um, I got Dolphins at three. I do not believe in Tua, nor will I ever believe in Tua unless he proves me wrong this season. Um, and I got the Jets at four. I think the Jets are making the right moves to go the right places in a couple seasons. I just think it's going to take them a little bit longer. I believe in Zach Wilson. He's not gun shy. He throws the football. So I, I, I believe in the roster moving forward, just not this season. Yeah. Um, so bills, obviously yeah, number one. Um, can we just pause for just a second? Josh Allen, man, that guy's a stud. Yeah, dude. I love, did you see that video that surfaced? Like where he was, uh, some of like some defensive lineman or something hit him. Yeah, and he yeah. started like trying to fight this guy. Yeah, you're savage, bro. And he's also like he's he's huge. Like he's like six what six four six five and like two fifty. Like he's a big boy. He's an athlete. He's if you, you guys athlete. can't see it in the camera, but I'm petting a, a doggo here. Yeah, just a boy. Um, yeah. So I mean, look, I I think that you know you put Josh Allen on almost any team in the league, you're gonna have almost a playoff caliber team, regardless of the roster yeah. you put him on. I think that's that's the type of player he is. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, so it's for number two, it's funny because I actually I said Patriots or Miami, and I think that we're both right there. But I just think that the Patriots are so well coached, but I don't think that they have a roster that should beat Miami. I think Miami's roster from top to bottom is a better roster. He's just looking his foot. Yeah, well, if he looks the cord though, can actually pick up the sound. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> start hearing his heartbeat. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that look, if we get a, uh, in a, like an average to above average Tua, I think Miami finishes number two in that division. Um, uh, because I think that's their weakest link. Absolutely. Right. And I think that, um, but that being their weakest link and having it, he's an athlete, right? Like he's, sure. he's, he's a great athlete. I mean, we saw it in Kansas city. Don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing him to Mahomes by any means, mm-hmm. but what I am saying is that when you have an athlete like that, that can escape the pressure. Somebody like Tyreek Hill, having that on your team, he's always going to find a way to be open if you scramble. If you extend yeah. the play, he'll extend the play. And if Tua and him can get on the same page, that's a lethal That's a lethal pairing. Sure. Um, and again, I, I that's my thing. So I, I think the Patriots, the Miami, uh, they can really, I think they're interchangeable. But I do think the Patriots are so well coached um, that it's really hard to like play, 
vote against him. Yeah, and I, I think that's what it comes down to, right? And like everyone's making a big deal about uh, Bill Belichick not hiring an OC, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't care. I I don't care if Bill Belichick coaches all three phases of the game. I don't really care. Like he's that he's that smart, and he's also he's not a raw raw guy. You know, it would be different if he was like the Lions head coach, and where he's like pumping his guys up. He's the Energizer Bunny for that team. That's different. But Bill's strategy. He's just strategy all the way. He's never firing players up. He's never yeah. like, oh, we got to go out there and punch him in the mouth. He's just like, well, we didn't run the ball particularly well, so we have to make sure we run the ball. And it's like, you know, like he's, he's just not that guy. Yeah. So I think him, him coaching the offensive side of the football is going to be fine. I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I agree with you. The Patriots, too well coached. I think Tua is not the guy. I, don't, I, don't, I really don't believe in Tua. I mean, and, and honestly, this is make or break for him. If you don't you don't make it with this roster, yeah. you don't deserve to be a starting quarterback. I agree with you. I agree with you, man. Like the Dolphins should be one of the teams banging down the door for the Falcons to get Matt Ryan. Like they should have been banging down because I think he's he's still a good scheme fit for them because their O line is solid. Yes, but again, like you went out and drafted, you went out and got. Two no, no, I understand. I'm you just, give him this yeah, year. Yeah. Like and again, I, I think that if you're also Matt Ryan, like you don't want to go to the Dolphins. No. Not a chance, man. Anyways, no, um, I was just saying that because I just I, I can't stand Tua. I think he's yeah. terrible. Well, look, dude, I think he's a good guy. Um, dude, when he broke his hip, I yeah. was like, it was so, it was so sad to see him break his hip when he was having such a good season. Yeah. Um, in Alabama, but anyways, that's a different story. Yep. All right, let's go over to the AFC North. Okay. Um, AFC North was an interesting division to, to pick apart because I was kind of looking at the rosters. I was looking at different moves that happened this off season. Um, and ultimately I came to the conclusion. I think the Bengals repeat. I think the Bengals win I the division. Agree. I think they made their O line way better, which that is was like their biggest horrifying. Hole, right? If you're the rest of the league, because yeah. now not, not, and everyone's talking about Burrow. Everyone's talking about protecting Burrow, right? You know, who no one's talking about Joe on that. Joe Mixon. Yeah. Joe Mixon's not going to get hit three yards in the backfield and have to make shit out of nothing. He's going to get a legitimate hole, not get touched for three yards, and then get to make a one-on-one move with a backer or a safety. And it's like, that guy's a dynamic runner. Like, he's yeah. a good football player. So I think that's going to their, – their offense is going to be so much better, and they were already a good offense last year. I think having Boyd and Higgins healthy is going to be a huge impact for Chase. I think Chase will get a lot more – 1v1 coverage and he's going to get a lot more daylight no he's not he's going to be always double teamed he's just too fucking good sure and even if he does though but like i was saying higgins and boyd are now they're they're too good to be left by themselves so it's just that i think that team as a whole gets a lot better by just a simple fix of the o-line and that defense was good the defense is already solid like it's not not by no means is it like a great defense score the most points but it's a good defense yeah they're gonna they're gonna hold some people and again I, i agree with you on the Bengals pick i think that um, there really is no argument there, especially mm-hmm. with the, the the moves they made in the offensive line. Um, but like, imagine how scary Burrow is gonna be <sighs> when he isn't getting touched, right? Sure, like, and like, also, furthermore, with Mixon being able to run the ball the way he should be able to run the ball, think about Joe Burrow's productivity on offense. Bro, and and Burrow's a gamer. Oh, he don't give a fuck about getting hit. He yeah. don't give a shit. So now he's gonna stand in a clean pocket yeah. and be able to throw. Oh, go fuck yourself. It's over. Like. Yeah. That's going to be disgusting. They're not the best team in the AFC, though. No, no. Absolutely. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think overall roster-wise, no. They're not the best team in the AFC. But I think they'll contend again. Could I, they I, be number one in the AFC? Yes. Yes. But will they? Who no. knows? Well, I mean, would I be shocked to see them in the Super Bowl again? No. Not even a little bit. Um, and then number two, this is where it got murky for me. Because I think there's, there's a lot of things up in the air yep. with the two through four spot here. I ultimately decided on the Ravens. I ultimately gave the Raymond, the Ravens, Ravens, the Ravens, the benefit of the doubt because Lamar Jackson is a game breaker. I think at, at the quarter, pay the man, dude. Then they, then they just. I don't think they, 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 they said they're in talks. That's right, that's right. But he's in camp. That was he's the working last thing out. That I heard. I don't know that, that could have yeah. changed. Maybe and that was like. A so I'll put an asterisk Sorry. next to it. As long as Lamar is playing, I'll put them at two, simply because he is a game breaker. Sure, the receiving core is a little bit depleted with losing Hollywood Brown. They still got Andrews at tight end, who's a good tight end. They still have a, a pretty loaded backfield. The defense is still the Ravens' defense. It's going to play well. Um, Look, Andrews is the best true tight end in the league. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. It, it, blocking, like receiving, blocking, receiving, everything. Receiving, yeah, like 100%. Well-rounded. I mean, so that's a weapon. Yeah, he's he's he is a baller. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think Mark Andrews gets enough credit for how good of a football player he is. Yeah. Not just receiving stats. He's not flashy. No, not at all. But he gets the job done every it's Sunday. job done. Love it. So, I, I – I love the I like the Ravens at two. I don't love the Ravens at two, but I like them there. Um, 
Just because I think, again, Lamar Jackson's enough of a game-breaker to put him there. Mm-hmm. Who's your two? Ravens. Ravens. Um, and, again, I, I, I didn't really, you know, until you actually brought it up, I didn't even think about Lamar Jackson in regards to, like, I, I just realized he hasn't gotten paid yet, right? And, I mean, he, he he's not going to play until he gets paid. Sure. And you have somebody like Deshaun Watson that just went and got paid, you know, however many millions of dollars, and he's not even playing the first six games. Which is potentially a whole more. different conversation. Potentially more. Um, no, it's been finalized unless the NFL appeals. That's what I'm saying. Those NFL could appeal and make it longer. Yeah. I mean, I think they should. look, they <laughs> – I mean, this dude shouldn't play, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, the uh, – yeah, so, I mean, like, Deshaun, Deshaun – Jack- or, excuse me, um, Lamar Jackson should not play until you pay that man. Sure. I, I agree. I think he's the centerpiece of your team, centerpiece of your franchise. Dude's a baller and, like – Everyone always wants to bring up he hasn't won many big games. He's he's not as good of a passer as a runner. Sure. But every single season, I mean this, he's gotten better as a passer. Got more accurate, more yeah. comfortable in the pocket. And and that's the one thing that's different between him and other guys that have played like him in the past is that those guys never made that adjustment, never grew that way. Mm-hmm. He's grown. Like sure. he he's grown as a quarterback each and every season, and I see no reason why he wouldn't continue that trend. Sure. I agree so, with that. I got Ravens too. Yep, I agree. I went Browns at three. Yep, strictly because the roster talent is so good. Mm-hmm. Even without Deshaun there, J- Jacoby Brissett is not a bad quarterback. No. I think he does a good enough job managing the ship until Watson gets back. I think they have enough talent offensively. They have enough talent on the O line. The defense is really good. Um, and then Steelers at four, simply because I think as a team they have the most holes in the AFC North. So, I, with the Sean Watson being out for six games, yep. also unsure if how well he's going to perform after having not played for almost a season and a half. Sure. Right. I, I think Mike Tomlin is a fucking magician. Oh, he's a great coach. Right. So, I mean, you look at, like, the, 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 the talent on his rosters since he's been a head coach, with the exception of a few golden years, like, pretty poor rosters. And... With an exception of like a few golden years, how long has he been with the Steelers? Long time, but I mean, I think every, almost every year he's had at least a good roster. I think this is this is his first really challenging season, I would say, in terms of roster talent. I don't know. I have to go really go back in and, and dive in <sighs> to make sure. But nonetheless, I mean, like he's always had a winning record. Yep. Even again with poor poor mm-hmm. teams in a sure. tough division, right? And so for that, I, I it's really hard to say they're going to finish last in division. Yeah. having the coach that they do. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I, I don't know what Deshaun Watson we're going to get. I sure. don't know how the morale of that locker room is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, talent-wise, the Browns should finish. Honestly, they, they could finish second. Yeah. But I think they're going to finish last. Okay. And I, and I do have the Steelers finishing third. Okay. And that's also because we don't know what we're going to get our Kenny Pickett. I don't fucking no, know. No, of course. I mean, I mean, got small hands. That's, and, that's for sure what we're going to get. Little hands, bro. Little yeah, hand he's team. He's probably got a big old but. penis. <laughs> he's probably fucking <laughs> like knee slap. Right? I'm you. Uh, but no, I mean, and I and I agree with you. I think in the sense of the three and fourth, and those are very interchangeable. Um, but I, I respect the absolute crap out of out of Mike Tomlin. Yeah. That dude is such an incredible coach. And one of the my dad pointed this out to. I was talking to my dad on my lunch break, and he, and he pointed out something really interesting. He was like, yeah, he's like, you know, if you look at A.B., he had no drama issues really with the Steelers. And what happens when he leaves the Steelers? Just couldn't keep this guy under wraps for shit. And, you know, I think that speaks to the volumes and the leadership of a Mike Tomlin. Yeah. I think he's I think he's probably the best coach in the NFL at getting the best out of individual players. I think maybe not necessarily schematically or time management or whatever you want to call it, but I think in terms of getting the best out of the guys on his roster, I think he's the best at doing it. I think the only, I'm trying to go through my head here. I'm not like disagreeing with you. I sure. think that the only other coach that I can think of, Andy Reid, really. Yeah. But, like I think, I, but I think for him, it's specifically quarterbacks. Like he gets the best out of his quarterbacks, but I still think he's a, he's a, he's a great head coach. I mean, sure. like if you think about like any team that he's coached on, even if they've had some pretty, you know, questionable players off the field, like, it's another one of those people wherever yeah. he is, you don't hear drama outside the field, right? Except like for his son drunk driving and that's not, that's got, not a team no, thing, I'm, right? Well, like he's like, he was a coaching assistant. So yeah, but like, I'm that's just, not a player thing. We're talking about a coach as a player. I'm just don't bring shit. up, don't bring up nasty, <laughs> gnarly stuff. He's not Henry Ruggs. All right. Oh my God. Um, speaking of Henry Ruggs, you want to jump in the AFC West? 
Or do you want to? Can do you have more points on the? No, I'm just saying. Like, I I AFC. think that those are two are probably the best head coaches. In yeah. The league. In terms of like getting the best out of their dudes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So AFC. Let's go to the best division in football. <laughs> Well, I mean, I know you're saying that because you're a Raiders fan, also, but it really is. Like, they, I don't think there's a question out of all these divisions we've covered. I think this is the most question mark conference or, or uh, division because legitimately, I could see any four of these teams winning the division. I, 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 any any way you slice it, however you want to debate it, I think any four of these teams come out could come out on top. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to a couple things. So before we jump in, the first thing I want to mention is that when we're looking at it's so funny. I, I was during the, 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 the off season moves and things like that. Sitting there as a Raider fan. Yep. I'm like fucking Khalil Mack to the fucking chargers. Great move. Wait, Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Son of a bitch. Like, all these different moves. These teams, <laughs> while the Raiders are just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if anything, you guys traded away in Gakwe. That's all you did. Well, that's what I'm saying. And I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, here's the thing. We're getting rid of fucking players. <laughs> And people are gaining players. I said, what is happening? And then, like, a month later, Devontae Adams. I was like, okay. That'll do. That'll do. And then, obviously, we made some moves. We got um, Chandler Chandler Jones. Jones. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. So, our front office had a plan. Yeah. But, man, as a Raider fan, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I was was like, (laughs) why are we giving all of our players away? And everybody else is gaining players. And we're going to have to play Khalil Mack. And – Russell Wilson, I don't even know. And then here we are, and now we got the best division in football, hands down, it's no questions. So dumb. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah. So uh, I guess the, before I start picking my or making my picks here, I think the AFC West ultimately though will cannibalize itself. Hmm. I think we're only going to get maybe two teams that come out of it because they're going to beat the shit out of each other. You know, you have six games, six games of your schedule. A good chunk of it mm-hmm. is playing teams in your division. I and I. I I don't really see many of the teams getting above three wins, right? They're probably going to go 500 with most of the teams in there. Someone might get a 2-0 and against somebody. But even then, if they get a 2-0, and they might go 0-2 against someone else. So it's yeah. just – It's going to break it, out to be 50-50. Yeah, you gotta, you got you got to be that one team that can scrap out that fourth win. Or you got to be that team that somehow wins five games against the division. Like, it, it's going to be really, really hard. You know, I agree with you in terms of I, – I, I can't imagine that there's really one team – and it probably, I mean, there's probably one team that I think could squeak those games out, and it kind of hurts me to, to admit it. But, um, you know, I still think at the end of the day, like, each, like, it's one and one, right, yeah. between the teams in the division. And if that is the case, I think that, you know, that's six games, right? Um, let's you say. 11. So you have how many more? 11 games. 11 games more. I think that, like, they probably win nine of those games. I think at games. least seven. I think yeah, most at least of seven. At but, least seven. But if they if they perform the way that they should, mm-hmm. every single team in that division should win another eight games. Yeah. If that happens, they're eleven and six. Yeah. I mean, in the rest of the division, I mean, take aside from like the Bills, um, and maybe the Bengals, mm-hmm. I don't see another team going fucking eleven and six. Right? The Colts could. Yeah. The Colts could, but I think that they're gonna be a team that wins a division and they can win that division at 10 and 7. Well, I think they they could win at 10 and 7. I think the difference is, though, I think they probably split with the Titans. I think the Colts beat the Jags and Texans or 2 and 0 both times. So I think they go 5 and 1 in their own in their own division. So I think they'll they'll probably end up with 11 or 12 wins. Those division games. But it'll are but so tough, it'll man. but it'll be like an inflated, yeah. you know, 12 or 13 wins because it's five of them were against their own division that wasn't that great. But Those you are right. Are so tough. But you're also right. The divisional games are different. Like it, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it especially if it's like a rivalry rivalry game, like if it's like two teams that fucking hate each other, you just never know. But Raiders, Broncos. I digress. Uh my number one pick for the AFC West is the Chargers. So I think top I to bottom, front to back, left to right, so upside bitch. down, inverted. Is- that that team that team is the best roster in the AFC West. And I think they, I think their big Achilles heel, I think the one thing that might hold them back, is I think their coach is just a little too aggressive. I think he goes for it a little too Who's often. Who's their coach? Is it still? So the same guy last, as last season. Okay. I don't remember his name, but I, he goes. He's a black guy, right? No, white guy. Oh, you're, you're a young guy. He's yeah, a young guy. Yeah, you're okay. thinking of. Um, I was thinking of the Hard Knocks here. Yes, but uh, Anthony Lynn is who yeah. you're thinking of. Uh, but no, and I, I again, like. I understand the advanced analytics say that you should go for it on fourth and one, but I, if you're on your own 20-yard line, Put the ball. Like it just, 
it drives me nuts. Like I, 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 I hate when teams over dandle it because it's well, here's like the thing. Hold on, one more point, and then I will. Okay. I'm so sorry. I no, have, I'm to, agree I have to get this off my yeah. chest. If you're inside the 25 yard line, kick the fucking field goal. Take your points because at the end of the day, football is possession by possession. You have to win each exchange. And if you can get three points consistently and then a touchdown every third possession, that's what, 13 points every three possessions, right? Like you have to take your points when you can get them. Like it just drives me nuts. Just take your points. So here's the thing. I think that the rosters of the AFC West has it has congregated on every single team. Mm-hmm. We're going to see more attempts on fourth down. Oh, yeah. And we're going to see less field goals because those coaches, again, we got the, we got the talent to do this. Yeah. Right. And again, like, but here's the thing with that too, right? There's always the argument. You're a hero or you're the fucking martyr, right? Like yep. at the end of the day, it's, it really comes down to, it's a game of inches, yep. right? You know, and it really is a game of inches. And again, that one play, if you do win the possession, like again, cause if it's a possession battle and you didn't go for, you went for it on fourth down and ended up scoring a touchdown instead of kicking that field goal and the other team went with the field goal, like that's the difference in a game, right? Sure. So at the, it, it's all going to work itself out in the end somewhere. Yeah. And so there's going to be an analytical argument. There's going to be just like the logical argument. There's going to be the, hey, like this is what you just should do argument. You're a professional. But at the end of the day, points for versus points against is the name of the, is game. The name of the game, right? Yep. And who gets more first downs? Mm-hmm. Who gains more yards? Like, not necessarily more yards, but who gets more first downs, right? Yep. Who stops... Like it, it really just comes down to the inches. Yep. And so, yes, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with your number one pick. I think it, unfortunately, as much as it hurts me to say <laughs> this, I do think the Chargers are the best team in that division. Now with that, they're the fucking Chargers. They are the Chargers. The fucking Chargers, right? I mean, you could call it Philip Rivers Chargers, whatever the fuck it is. But at the end of the day, they make bad decisions in big games at the worst times. Well, do you remember when they were 14-2? and two? Yes. And that team was stupid. Like, that team was dominant. Like, And then they get to the playoffs and just shit the bed. And it's like, I don't know what it is about the Chargers. I don't know why they do this, but it's really consistent. Like, they just shit the bed. Like, it's Dude. just something they do. And so... I don't know what it is, man. And you can't blame it on coaching. You can't blame it on personnel. Because even then they had Schottenheimer, who's a good coach. They, and- <laughs> exactly, right? It's just – it's um, – man, so again, like, statistically, like, Bettenhart says yes, yep. number one. Um, but, you know, my uh, my human heart says they don't finish number one. Yeah. Just because of the fucking Chargers. Sure. They should. And but. then uh, – yeah, no, I agree with you. That's, that's – that's, I think good team, but again, they are the Chargers. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't perform as they should. Mm-hmm. Um. Number two was extraordinarily difficult for me to pick because I think between the next three teams, roster-wise, it's very up in the air. I think all three teams have a very even roster talent, but I, I made my pick solely on one thing. I made my pick on one one simple decision. There's only one right answer here. Yep, and it's the Raiders. <laughs> I, put, I put the Raiders at two, and here's why. And, and everyone's going to probably freak out that listens to our podcast. All, fuck se- yourself. All, all seven of you. All um, seven of you can go <laughs> fuck yourself here's, right here, now. Here's why I put the Raiders at two. Derek Carr has been one of the most consistent performers in the NFL since he's come into the league. Since he's come into the league. And it's stats. You can look up the numbers. Go ahead. Look up his fourth black corner comebacks. Look up his black and silver. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you, one, you can look at his, his passing yards, touchdowns, touchdown interception ratio, completion percentage. You can look at all the stats you want. He's been consistent. He's always been a top nine, top eight guy, right? Without a good offensive line or receivers or defense, I don't even care about the defense. I'm not even gonna. I won't even. I don't even. I won't even. But I won't even examine that part. I'm not even. I'm not even look at that part. I'm talking specifically his performance, like his ability as a quarterback. He's always done well with very minuscule talent around him. Yeah. When was the last? And he. Who was his biggest receiver ever? I couldn't even tell you. Renfro before Adams. Michael Crabtree. Yeah, Crabtree, who was um, like eh. the Amari Cooper, his rookie year. His rookie year, he played well. Played okay. Right, but yeah. like. You're, that's what I'm saying. Is exactly. Like, so well, the point I'm getting at is that he now has a, the, a very legitimate number one, the one of the best receivers in football with Adams. He's got one of the best tight ends in football in Darren Waller. He's got probably the best slot receiver outside of maybe Keenan Allen because Keenan Allen's pretty nasty in the slot. In, in a Renfro where it's – True slot. A true slot. He's yeah. a true slot guy. And if you're a defense, you're not going to double cover Renfro because you're going to give the attention maybe to Waller and Adams. Maybe on the goal line. Fuck if that. You, no, fuck you that. Somebody, you're, I'm going to let the little white guy beat me before I let Adams or 
or Waller fucking terrorize me. I'm not. I'm. I'm. That, I'm not doing it. And so, like that guy can do it. So, but again, he's going to. He's going to win those matchups. He's a great route runner. He's incredibly smart. I saw you sent me that highlight of him running that arrow to a whip, and like, it was just such a the way he timed it, the way he positioned himself, the way he waited for the defender to get over the top and then cut back underneath. Like, it, it, they're going to present a lot of matchup problems offensively. And for that reason, Derek Carr is my sleeper MVP pick. Yeah. I think he's going to ball out this year. And so, again, I think the Raiders go to number two simply because you finally give Carr a legitimate offense to work with when he's already put up good numbers. And I think he's in his prime. I don't think he's ever played better football, right? I mean, last year, I mean, the year before last year was a little shaky, you know, coming back from that injury. Mm -hmm. Um, But after coming back from that injury, man, I mean, Derek Carr has just been, I mean, again, after take that one shaky year out, I mean, consistently gotten better and better and better. But even his shaky year was better than most guys. 67% completion percentage, right? Like with no offensive line. And you would literally just came back from a season where somebody snapped your leg because your offensive line sucked. Like, did you guys address your offensive line that much or did you guys draft anybody or? That's a good question. I don't know the answer Cause that one, I don't know. I know that you guys added, but I think just again, the threats of those guys will help. But anyways, yeah, no, I, I we definitely made moves offensively on the line. I just couldn't tell you who they were or what they mean to me. I think that yeah. when I think about football, like professional football in general, hi, Kyle. sorry, his dog's um, right behind me. You can see me. She's right. She's you. right there. And she's super cute. Hi. Um, Jack's like, yo, I'm right here. Um, I think that it's uh, – I don't know where I was going with this whole point, actually. Um, I will say the one, th- the one thing I did see on, like, the projected roster sheets from Outlanders, um, they said that Leatherwood won't be a starter anymore, and I was like, thank God. That guy was a liability on your guys' offensive line. Leatherwood was trash. Yeah, I mean – Garbage. Oh, that's where I was getting at. I-, I think that when I think about all the positions in the NFL, the most challenging ones to actually – really follow in the sense of like are they really great how are they what is it was the impact like what statistically because it's hard to measure those things like they're yeah. analytics like you have to go and look for them mm-hmm. like is, is the offensive and defensive line um, yeah. it's unfortunate right because you know they're so important but like being able to be like oh yeah this guy like you know he crushes like well i think specifically like the interior d line because the edges it's just about who gets the most sacks right who can get the most pressure yeah. and whatever but like d tackles it's really hard to value them because of that yeah. it's hard to and find stats that prove it as well i'm just like offensive line i'm like look like it's so challenging like you're watching when you're watching the game you remember the people that are making the plays mm-hmm. not who's allowing them to make the plays and that's, Correct. that's a challenging part so okay i'm interested to hear the three and four so my three and four i, I looked at the rosters um and I, I really i try to look at it and say out of these two teams who would i trust more and who would i trust more with the coaching staff because that's what it came down to for me was is who's coaching the teams okay. so i did give the chiefs number three because I think, wow. I think roster wise, talent wise, they're similar. I think I don't think that one of them has a huge edge over the other one. I think that the Chiefs have a pretty solid offensive line now with, with uh, Orlando Brown coming at left tackle. I think that's going to solidify a lot of things for them. Um, I think Juju is still a good receiver who's got plenty in the tank. So I think that I, like I think Mahomes will work with him well. I think Edwards Alaire has a breakout season. Mostly as a receiver, not as a, not like as a true running back, but I think as a out of the backfield option, I think he has a big, big season. Um, and then you still have Kelsey. You still have Kelsey, who is who is the security blanket for Mahomes when he needs somebody over the middle. He needs a guy to get open. He can still trust in Kelsey, and I think Scantling can take the top off of defense. Still, you still have that threat. McCole Hardman is still very fast. You still have those guys that can do those things for you. So I think. At the end of the day, the Chiefs team has Patrick Mahomes, who I think is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's uber, uber talented, and you have the quarterback, the quarterback whisperer as his head coach at Andy Reid. So I, I think with, with all those things coupled together, I could even see the Chiefs going into that two spot, right? Like I think they're good enough with the coaching they have and the, some of the players they have that are playmakers. Um, they could be... Uh, the number two team in the AFC, they could they could be number one. But again, this is the tough thing about the AFC West is all te- all four teams could be number one. Yeah. But I would give the Chiefs the 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 edge over the Broncos. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I think we have a very you know similar breakdown. I have the Chargers at number one. Just everything about that team screams that they should be number one. Yeah. But they're the Chargers. So, um, <laughs> when you when you said that, all you think of is Chargers number one. You said it, it screams it. So, oh yeah, uh, that was just but <laughs> they're the fucking Chargers. I actually wrote that should be 
but dot 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 dot. Um, and then I have I have Vegas at number two, um, and it was hard for me to remove myself and make be objective, right? Because this mm-hmm. is the one year where, you know, every Raider fan knows we're gonna be good this year. Like they just know that quote. Like, yeah. Hey, this is gonna be a good year for us, and we've been saying that for how long? And and I think that like you know me saying it this year just kind of feels the same. But you know there there is so it was very difficult for me to think objectively. But so objectively, I was I was looking at these and I was looking at the rosters and I was like, okay, like, you know, r- r- in terms of our defense, we could actually have a top eighteen defense this year. Mm-hmm. Since Derek Carr has been in the league, he has a, his best defense ever was twenty four. Yeah, right. I'm like, okay, so if we can have a defense that can, we don't have to score twenty eight fucking points a game plus mm-hmm. to win games, and we have a we have now a, an offense that should allow us to consistently. We shouldn't have to force to score twenty eight points. It should mm-hmm. be like, look, we should score every possession. Yeah, right. Whether that be a field goal or whether that because our fucking kicker Daniel Carlson's a fucking animal too. Yeah. So like, I'm like, okay, so like, I I do think that we're gonna score enough points. I think we're gonna prevent enough points. Sure. Um, number three, I do have Denver now. There's a caveat here. I think that I mean Tim Patrick just tore his ACL. Yep. Um, I think if you're the Broncos, that's the guy you'd want to get hurt of that receiving core. That's the, you're that, right. That is that is the guy that if, if any of your receivers are going down, it's like thank God it was Tim Patrick, not Sutton or Judy. Hundred percent right. But Sutton's still coming off an injury. Like there's a lot of question marks around him, right? I mean he hasn't had a lot of time to work with Russell Wilson. But offensively, I mean they have a very talented group. Well, they've they've said in camp so far that Sutton has been like his go-to guy. Love it. Like that's been his dude. I love it. Judy's got to step up his fucking game. He's too damn good to not be involved. In yeah. this. Now, the reason that I have them ahead of the Chiefs is they have a better defense, mm-hmm. right? And every single season, the Broncos just have a fucking good defense. Even if they lose all their playmakers on the defense. It's so dumb. It's crazy to me that they, they, they consistently will score points defensively and stop people from doing anything offensively. Well, and they, they draft a guy like Patrick Sertain who – who I think is going to be a true lockdown corner. I think once he gets the time to be a starter and actually be on the field more often, he's going to be a legit yeah. like shutdown guy. He's a baller. And then yeah. you have you have Simmons at safety, like you know, like that. They just have a, it, again, regardless, of, they could have fucking Joe Mamas <laughs> and Billy Bob and fucking Ray 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 Ray, <laughs> and then fucking Two Shoes. On the defense, and they'd still fucking finish. Somehow, somehow, two shoes has seven interceptions and twenty-seven pass breakups, and he, and he has <laughs> hands for feet, and feet for hands. Like that's what it would be like. So, um, the Broncos, man. I again, um, now again, they also have a guy like Russell Wilson. If he can perform the way that he could, he should. We've seen him perform, but for an mm-hmm. entire season, yeah. I mean, that changes things. Um, you know what? And even something I didn't, I didn't think about really when I was talking about the Broncos is they have a two a legitimate two headed monster running back. Yeah. And they have they have a, a legit two threat with Williams and Gordon. Dude, Williams is a fucking savage, bro. He's dropping this. Uh, he runs like an animal. He is. A, I mean, yeah. what he had the the most yard after contact last year, right? Yep. And he he I think he ran the ball less than anybody else that was in that conversation. Yep. Um. So it, it, it's um. Yeah, man, it's tough, and I, I do think Kansas City is gonna have just a, a step back here, and I and I think mm-hmm. because what we're gonna see is we're gonna see, hey, I don't know what's going on here. We're gonna see uh, Mahomes have to be a pocket passer. Yeah, and I don't think that he's as comfortable sitting in the pocket throwing the football. Oh, he's not. Right? I mean, look look at the Bengals playoff game against them, and they were getting beat twenty what twenty four to three, right? Was the halftime score twenty three to ten, something I, like that? I wouldn't be able. And. All the Bengals did. All they did to, to fucking stifle Mahomes was went to a cover three. Yeah. They were like, we're going to prevent the deep ball. We're going to make you throw underneath. And for the first six minutes of the half, he was doing that. And then you could see he was kind of getting antsy back there. He wanted to make the big play. And I think that's because Mahomes is a gamer. Like, he wants yeah. to do the big thing. And he started throwing the ball down the field, and Jesse Bates got a pick. You know, and they started they started doing some things in the back half. So I, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chiefs make a regression here. But I also just really believe in Andy Reid as a head coach. I agree with you. I, I, I think that Andy Reid, again, like it's hard to, it's hard to bet against him. But I, I think Mahomes is most comfortable outside the pocket mm-hmm. um, and making plays that nobody thinks he can make. Because I, I think that there's a – Because he can. Because there's a <laughs> lot of there's, – there's, there's so much pressure that you're not expected to make those plays that it's actually not pressure for him. And we've seen him in like some of the tough moments where if he, if he doesn't have that ability to make the big play or scramble to make the highlight play – if he's forced to win the game fundamentally, that's where he struggles. Yeah. Um, 
but with that, I'm a big fan of Juju. Everybody else can go suck a dick. I yeah. think Juju's a great guy. I think he's a great player. I think with all the other shit that he has going on outside off the field, meaning that like he has a lot of other endeavors, yeah. that dude's always putting in work. He's a baller. He's, he's so, a good football player. Yeah, man. Really, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Juju. I think that um, he's going to be their number one guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides, Kelsey, you, you can't count him as a number one, but I think, obviously, you know, Kelsey out of that conversation, I think Juju's the guy. Yep. Um, and, and it's a well-coached team. But, but I do think the Broncos have a better talent on the roster. Um, and, again, like, really what it's going to come down to, I think, for the AFC West is who can stay healthy. Yep, health is going to be a right. Big I think that's factor. like the number one thing because I don't think anybody in that division is like super deep in any position, right? I mean, I I really don't. I don't think that there's any one team that's like, if there's if their number one wide receiver went down, like they could just replace it and have somebody solid. Um, I think that if you I look at the Chiefs the only, and you look at the Raiders, the only team that could do it is the Chargers because they have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, and both both those guys are true. Like they could be they could be the one guy. But both of them are injury prone. Exactly. That's the that, tough that, that's part the, with that's those the guys, problem, right? <laughs> like that's the caveat is like. Cool, and so it's um, it's gonna be an interesting AFC season, man. Man, especially the AFC West. Like, I'm gonna watch that one with a little extra entry because it's it's just it's gonna be a dogfight for that division. And 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 on top of it, it's not just that all four teams are good; it's that they're in the same division. Like, and like we talked about a second ago, the division games are always just a little different. Little different, you know what I mean? So I think that'll get really tough, really gritty. I think it's gonna be, um. It's it's just gonna be a fucking slugfest, and I'm, I can't wait to watch. Love it. All right, let's dive into players. Sure. So, who I think is gonna have the best season out of the AFC? Um, Where do you want to start? What, what, what quarterback? Right. Start quarterback. Um, On three. But I'm so, I'm so conflicted. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. One, two, three. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Okay. Oh! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Mike's almost getting taken out by a cute pity. Hey, go lay down. Go lay down. Go, so, go lay down. <laughs> they're so cute. Um, the the only other person that came to mind because one of the, to be clear for everyone that's listening, our stipulation here was who's going to have the best season. Yes. So it's not necessarily the best player at the position. It's who's going to have the best season. I I like my my heart wants to tell me Derek Carr because I, I think Derek Carr finally has a number one and he's going to fucking pop off this season. Like I would not be shocked if you see. 4,500 yards from Derek Carr, 39, 40 touchdowns, and like nine picks. I, w- I just wouldn't be surprised at all. Sprinkle in like 300 rushing yards and like two rushing touchdowns. Like that that would not at all surprise me. I wonder so, what his best season is passing-wise. Let me just take a look real quick here. Well, let me take a shot. Before you say anything, let me just guess. I want to okay. guess at it. I'm going to say 4,600 yards. I'm going to say 29 touchdowns to like nine picks or 11 picks. Let's say 11. Let's see. Yards, okay. What was your guess? 4,600. Okay. And then I said 29 touchdowns. Okay. And I said, so best interception year is like probably like six. I think he probably had a low year like that. Okay. So his most. Passing yards in the season was actually this last year mm-hmm. at forty eight hundred. <sighs> um, he had twenty three pick or twenty three touchdowns and fourteen picks this last year. His best season touchdown to interception ratio uh-huh. was let's see here two thousand sixteen, the year before he got injured. That was the year he got injured. What was it? Twenty eight touchdowns to six interceptions. I was off by one number. I said twenty nine to six. Bro, fuck. But anyways, I think Josh Allen has the best season overall just because of what he can do with his legs. He's just – he's such a goddamn athlete. Yeah. But, like, I think I would – I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked to see Carr have an MVP-type year. He sh- I mean, he, Or Herbert. He, he could. <laughs> he could. I, I think Herbert's too young. That's just me. And, again, I'm not thinking sure. it's an age thing. I just think that there's a lot to learn in this league. So much. Um, and – while he's also learning how to be a better football player, teams are also learning how to play him better. Yep. And that was, you know, my I had an argument with somebody, not an argument, more of like a debate, when Dak, during Dak's second year, mm-hmm. I was like, Dak's going to have a regression year. People figured him out. He started halfway through the season last year. There was no film on him. People had to figure him out on the fly. Mm-hmm. Very little library of you know, What to film. do against him. So, you know, his next year, he struggled a little bit more. Now, don't get me wrong. He's a fucking baller, so he was able to take those steps and figure it out. But... 
Um, I, I think that's where Herbert, you know, is going to have some of those those hiccups again because yeah. people are trying to figure him out a little bit. He's what year three now? This will be going year into three. year three. Yeah. yeah. So. With that, as much as he's going to become a better football player, I think the team's going to learn how to play him better. Yep. Um, I had Allen. I had Mahomes, um, but the more that we talked about it, I, I don't have Mahomes in second place. That was so funny because my list was literally Allen, Mahomes, Carr. Carr, yeah. That's so funny. Uh, but I, and I also put MVP season for Carr. Yep. That's so funny. And then, again, don't get me wrong, Joe Shiesty could also be in that conversation because Joe Shiesty's nasty, bro. But I, I want to be very clear with everybody. We make our notes separate. We really do. Like Honestly, we make these notes very separate of each other, and then it, sometimes we just – we share our brain cell at times. Yeah, just one because we don't have very <laughs> many. So there's only two in there, and every once in a while, one of them, half of one of them, crosses. Okay, <laughs> let's jump into wide receivers. Okay, uh, do. One on three? Yep. Let's one, do it. two, three. Devontae Adams. Adams. Yeah, it's Adams. Let's go. Let's go. I think a sneaky second would be um, would be a Chase. I think Chase is a, is a sneaky second Did with you look with at my list with with, this? with Diggs being a very close third. No way. Let's go. Hold on. <laughs> No way. I didn't see your, I didn't look at your running back list, so I can't wait to see if we're, we're still aligned. But so, anyways. I, I The only thing is. Just because Adams is such a fucking monster. He's a dog. He's such Chase, a monster. But the thing is, is like Chase is a fucking dog. Like, unbelievable athlete. He made some sick, spectacular catches I'm last year. I'm still a little upset about him with my, my playoff game, having my fantasy team, because he scored point two points and yeah, completely fucked down. me. But I think Diggs is a better route runner than Jamar Chase. <sighs> That dude's disgusting. And so I think, again, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Diggs beats out Chase this year. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, well, I mean, I think Diggs had a more prolific season last season too. Yeah. I, but, I mean, Diggs is one of those guys that kind of flies under the radar. He doesn't talk a lot. He does not out there just, you know, shit-talking everybody left and right. He's a good football player. He's just, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, a sound, fundamental guy. He's got good athleticism, but he just knows how to use his body, knows how to run his routes. Like, he, he's really good. Minneapolis miracle, man. Dude, that was that was such a cool play. Dude, that stadium got so loud. And it was against the Saints, so it just made me happy. Yeah. Fuck Bernie the Saints. Backs. All right, on three. One, two, three. Derek Jonathan Henry. Taylor. Oh, uh, there it is. Here's the difference. But to be fair. My two is Henry. I'm really upset about this because I forgot about Jonathan Taylor. What? He's I didn't even put him in my top three. Bro, so uh I would put him at number two. Behind Henry, if he, Henry can stay mm-hmm. healthy. I only put JT ahead of Henry because I think JT's a better receiver out of the backfield. Okay. And that's, and that's the only reason that's I fair. value him a little higher is because not that Derrick Henry can't catch the ball to the backfield because the last couple of seasons he proved he can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think for Derrick Henry, the load is starting to carry on him. You know, like last season he got hurt. Even the year before when he had a great year, he missed some drives here and there with some little nicks and injuries. So I think – I'm thinking the hits are starting to build up on him, and I don't think Tannehill is good enough to carry that offense. So yeah. I think it's going to be a problem for the Titans this year. That's um, and I think JT's in a good position where he's still going to be the lead guy for that offense. But he doesn't have to be. No, he doesn't have to anymore because yeah. he's got a guy like Matt Ryan to be under center that can manage a game, run the game, and make sure that you know they're removing the offense smoothly. Okay, I like that pick. So that's, that's where I'd rank those two, and my sneaky third was Josh Jacobs. Because if he stays, if he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, he's going to be facing seven man boxes Listen, dude. all day long. He's a big old pussy. He is, but I mean, he's again, a big old pussy. Now, give him, go okay. Are his lips and they're just like? I'm sorry. Talking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jacobs. Listen, I'm a Raider fan, but dude, listen, you're not playing Raider football. I know your offensive lines have sucked, but you've had one of the best quarterbacks in the backfield with you, and like, dude, you got to get out there and run the fucking ball. I mean. I think there was a there was an interview or a quote that I saw that like he um ah, man um Chucky was like listen dude you need like, you're not gonna be all sunshine and rainbows all the time you're gonna have to play hurt sometimes you're gonna yeah. you're gonna have some nicks and bruises you can't feel a hundred percent all the time yeah. in this league it's not Alabama where you get a ten foot hole run through yeah so like he's got I mean he's he's got he's got to toughen up a little bit I hope that he stays healthy if he stays healthy he's he's an outstanding running back sure but I don't know if he's the guy. Sure. I mean, I, I, I'll disagree a little bit. I think he could be the guy if he gets over some of those mental hurdles. But 
Um, if I'm going like who my legit three is, my legit three is Mixon. Because I think Mixon behind a better offensive line is just going to be stupid. Yeah, I mean, look, I had Henry, Mixon, Chubb. That was my list without mm-hmm. um, without JT. Yeah. So it's got to go like Henry, probably JT, Mixon. But I, I also think Mixon and Chubb could be interchangeable. Interchangeable. But also the only thing that like Kareem Hunt takes some of takes away from some of Chubb's yeah. production. But Chubb, dude, Chubb's such a beast. He's an animal, man. Put him on a team that has one running back. I, I would not want to be in the hole with him whatsoever yeah, there's very few people that i want to be in the hole with but that's a different <laughs> conversation for a different day all right let's go to defense okay you're probably gonna hate my number one pick but i'm just gonna say it anyways go ahead chargers no colts and there's a reason why so the reason why i picked the colts for the best defense is they already had a top they already had a top seven defense last year right right top seven defense last year right I'm correct <laughs> i'm right on that one so you add Ngakwe, who's a good pass rusher. So you get a little better on the D-line. You're welcome, Colts. Yeah. You add a veteran in Stephon Gilmore. He's not the same guy he was. I'm not trying to claim he's a lockdown corner, but he's been there, done that, won a championship. He's still a very effective player at the corner position. And you add him into a secondary that's very young and talented, and now they get to pick his brain on how to be a better cornerback because he was never the most athletic guy. He was always a technician. So he gets to instill that knowledge into those into those guys. And you have... It's not Darius Leonard anymore. It's Shaquille Leonard, which is a great name change, I think. I love the name change. He changed his name? Yeah, he changed his name to Shaquille. Uh, it's Shaquille Leonard now, which is baller. Good for you, my guy. But I think Leonard is feeling slighted because there's a lot of like top linebacker talks, and he, he keeps getting put at like sixth or seventh. And I think he's got a bit of a fire under his Sorry ass. Thing, unfortunately. I think Buckner, so. Yeah. yeah. And then you still have Buckner in the middle of that D-line. That's a baller. So I think, I think that defense has the right mix of young guys who are talented – and veterans who've been there done that to be a really lethal defense. The only reason I didn't pick the Chargers is because they had a really tough time on defense last year, and it was health. Uh, Couldn't I, stay healthy. That was going to be actually, you know, the, the more that we talked about this and all those guys that you talked about them adding, yeah. um, you don't hear a lot of them having health issues. Exactly. And so I don't I don't hate your pick. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that they're up there, to be honest. Yeah, they didn't make my list. But um, – <laughs> That that is uh sorry I'm blind I couldn't see that far I really no it's okay um but I I do like what you're saying I think that you know they are a great defense I think that they're fun to watch they score a lot of points mm-hmm. um but I do think the middle of that defense was a weak point last year mm-hmm. um they made they made plays they they they, they caused turnovers but again I mean they're in a division that's run heavy yeah and it's true they're also in a conference that's run heavy. Mm-hmm. right so it, it's gonna be a little interesting to see how that that, that shakes up but they do stay healthy yeah. right they got they got a core squad of guys that can stay healthy so i i don't i don't hate that pick um at number one i think it's a little much because i do think the chargers just statistically and like even their roster being bummed up last year they still were a pretty stout defense pretty solid yeah um so that was my pick um with the with the addition of Khalil Mack, as long as he can stay healthy well and jc jackson if 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 the Chargers stay healthy, then I I would by no means be shocked to see them at number one. Just because, again, Cleo Mack adds that veteran presence who's been there, done that. Mm-hmm. And if you're Mack, you're not getting double teamed anymore because they're going to double team jo- Joey. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're going to give the attention to Joey Bosa. You got some one on ones now, Mack. You better go win. Figure so it out. go win. Yeah. Figure so out. go. It's, no, it's not even figure it out. Go win. Do what Listen, you've done your whole career. They're not going to be my number one pick in fantasy for uh, defense, though. Oh fuck no! With the division they're in, because they're they're gonna have like three good weeks in a row, and you're gonna be like, oh, I can't wait to start them this week. And then the Chiefs are gonna put up like fifty points on because it's yeah, it's yeah. just what's gonna happen. So I, there's no way. Mm-mm. Yeah, number two. Uh, my number number two is Chargers. Okay. Uh, my la- my third place defense, which also again I think could be shifted to one, is the Bills. Yeah. Because the Bills have a really good defense. Ed Oliver gets no love at nose tackle, but he is an animal like he's he is a dog and then you got a guy like von miller who came in again veteran super bowl winner knows what to do knows where to be um you have uh the two safeties back there um poor poirier poirier poor jordan jordan poirier i can never pronounce his last name right i don't know why i can't pronounce his last name correctly but he's a stud back there you got tredavious white who's a stud back there so i think at cornerback so i think that that defense is still really 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 stout edmonds is still at linebacker like it's it's another really good defense. I just think that overall, I think the Colts had more playmakers with veteran presence to put them up there. Yeah, man. The, the thing is, is like the Bills defense has been good for four years. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the Bills are a team that always kind of has a good defense. Yeah. So, I mean, I had Chargers, Bills, Denver. 
And like yeah. I said, the reason I had Denver there is because no matter what, it doesn't matter if they have fucking Billy Bob, JoJo <laughs> two hands, and whatever on the fucking defense, they figure out a way to make some make some stuff happen. No, it's it's honestly ridiculous how the Broncos do that. I don't understand it. Yeah. All right. That's a wrap. That's it. We did it in one hour and four minutes. So for those of you, everybody that, that came in um, and has continued to watch us, I know that Daniel actually reached out to me today and said, hey, like somebody reached out to him and said, hey, when are you guys doing the AFC? Um, thank you. So, Corey, shout out to you, dude. Thank you so much. We appreciate the love. It really makes us happy to see that. Yeah, I mean, look, we're not doing this for anybody specifically. We have a lot of fun doing this. But there is something undescribably cool about having somebody say, hey, like, I'm excited for what you guys talk about next. Yep. Especially when it's two dudes that aren't, like, PhDs in most of the subjects we're talking about. <laughs> um, it's fun. Uh, you know, we're, we're having good conversations. We're going to continue to do this. Um, we will uh, hit you guys with whatever we're going to talk about next. But until then, again, thank you guys for hanging on. For dear life. I'm Chris. And I'm Daniel. Check, catch you guys next time. <laughs>